Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, ladies and germs and other unidentified life forms. Yes, it's a brand new year and uh, we're back. The Colton Collective team are back to talk about the latest episode of Doctor Who. So we're going to get right down to it. But first, I'm going to introduce some very important people. And yes, I have just got through a rather large espresso drink. <laughs> so it's either that it's either that or alcohol with us. It's never, never. I mean, Dave's got the alcohol. How's your how's your New Year's wine selection uh, treating you, Dave? Oh, excellent! I've been well and truly well uh, welcomed into. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Wine. I've been well and truly what lotto. Well, well I, mean, I got uh, I got six bottles of wine from brother uh, delivered, uh, uh, and uh, I've had a couple of those. And my daughter got me two from a, a rather posh store in the UK called Marks and Spencers. So uh, they've got. To, uh, demolished somewhat and uh, I was going to be very modest so I bought myself a, a box of wine because I thought you know it says it lasts six weeks and it's barely made the new year but uh, that was great all yesterday folks that was all yesterday he drank that it's just yeah. one big <laughs> I'm so so relieved that 2020 is behind us I know you know it's not an instant flip of a switch we haven't just oh. bring just a big red button. We've still got to be safe. We've still got to all the things that, that we need to do. But I can't help feeling that, you know, uh, this year things are going to get much, much better. And we've got someone else to share that good news with. Yes, we said it was going to get much, much better. And a brand new year brings back Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello, Dave. Hello, Kirsty. Happy hey. New Year. Happy New Year! Yeah, we Yay. finally made it. Looks like we made it. <laughs> so anyway, um, normally we get started with news and stuff. Um, instead of news, I'm just going to have a little brief word, and then we're going to get in, right into the review. Um, I was going to say this to the end, but I'm not going to be here for the end because I got to go meet some 20 megabiters. I don't know what they are. I mean, 20 megabyte doesn't really seem like a lot, does it? But they can sure pack it in. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, uh, normally we try to kind of catch up on news and stuff and there's always, you know, people that we've lost. Um, and of course it being the new year, um, we've lost a lot of people this year. It seems, it always seems. And, uh, rather than us going through the list, um, we suggest, and Dave has put a link in here and we will also share it onto the Facebook page. Um, for those of you who are not aware, Toby Haddock is an amazing man. This is just my opinion. He's an amazing man. He has this photographic memory of people who were in Doctor Who um, and he has catalogued them all and spoken to as many of them as he can. And he puts together this lovely list at the end of the year of, of the, those that passed on that, that, that we lost. And it's, and, but it's not just the actors and actresses. It's, it's, it's everybody and people even just connected to the show and in fandom and people we know and, um, I think as a show, Doctor Who is very, very lucky to have someone who has basically spent his free time putting all of his research together. Nobody paid him to do any of this. 
and um yeah um so uh we'll put that link out there for everybody to watch um and pay your thanks to uh toby Haydick, the um guardian angel of doctor who i guess thank you toby anyway time to move on with the show and moving on with our view of this year's episode of doctor who. <laughs> it could be actually we're supposed to get some more this year but it always seems like, you know, we're going to have to wait another year. So, Dave, why don't you whet her appetite with a clip? I will indeed. And um, let's just go straight into play. Earth is protected by me and my mates this year and every other. Here we go! Is everyone all right now? We had an accident. People got hurt. The issue's been dealt with. There'll be someone waiting at Depository 23. Long time since we opened that one. Whatever that is. Is it safe? Just get it there quick as you can. I'm allowed to stop for a cuppa. <sighs> Only because it's you. How's your mum, by the way? Yeah, you know. There you go. Um, right. By the way, the um, uh, the production values on this, before we go into any critical mode, as uh, maybe suspect uh, happening in some cases, I would love to say that um, it looked absolutely lavish. I love the widescreen aspect. The, the, even the Prime Minister's red coat was popping out, but not in a gaudy orange way that sometimes used to be on old-fashioned TV, but rich and sumptuous. And um, the, the filmic look of it, um, it, it was most definitely a New Year special in, in those production values. And, of course, it had a running time of... Uh, 70 minutes and I put in a wiki link to um, the actual um, uh, page. In fact, I'll just put that in again while we're here from Kirsty. Alrighty. Thank you, Dave. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, on the first viewing, the second viewing, not so much. There's some details you could kind of be excused for skipping over. Um, the goodbye stuff, uh, the bit with Brian was, was, was good. The stuff with Yaz is just confusing. I don't know why she's there, and I kind of wish she would leave. But um, that's nothing to do with the actress or anything. It just seems odd that she's staying, and it seemed a very kind of... Her storyline was not very well kind of presented, if you ask me. But I want, as soon as they make one, um, a controllable, whatever controllable way... Um, excuse the dogs. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> They, they, they don't bark until they go on a show. It's amazing. Um, they can sense the, the, the podcast waves. It's the um, fungus. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the, I love that new Dalek. 
I think it's gorgeous. I want one. Um, and it's, I'm a little bit bummed that it's like, okay, we got, when we got the Skittle Daleks or the Power Ranger Daleks, whatever we want to call them, um, it's like, oh, I can't get rid of these quick enough. And they, they hung around like a bad smell. And then this one, he's like, he's like, oh, this is the very, very last one. Okay. <laughs> they blew it up. Oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. <laughs> it, is a re- it is a review. I think we kind of covered that at the beginning that we were doing a review, but spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I put it in text, but we didn't say it on audio. Yeah. Yes. No, well, we didn't. That's, yeah. Um, so, oh, and I love the, the the different voice in, in this one. It, it's very reminiscent of some of the older Daleks. Um, so I just love the fact that, that Nick Briggs is, you know, really tweaking the voices and, you know, giving us some differentiation. I just love that new Dalek. It looks freaking awesome. And it actually, it looks a little more menacing because it it didn't really look like, and I don't know if the one sitting there actually had people in them or not, but it didn't look like there was anybody in them. And that kind of adds to, and that was my problem with the other Daleks, was mm-hmm. it looked like they had been made to make it more comfortable for the operators. And hats off to operators, I couldn't do what they do but it's not about your comfort when you're on stage you know you get dressed in whatever you get dressed in and and that just seemed to be i don't know just made them bigger and colorful and it's just like that's not menacing but this thing it was black and sleek and menacing looking and i was well impressed and and this smart dalek that can roam around and you know that you know plugged itself in and stuff. i'm like that was really cool i guess it was just the intermix of the uh, slower elements that really kind of didn't do it for me. But as I am wont to say in these situations, it is a holiday special. There's a certain amount of, eh, you know, we had 70 minutes, which is great. Um, I didn't really feel like it dragged an awful lot until the goodbyes at the end. Like I said, it was a bit overwrought and kind of awkward. I mean, cool that they managed to portray awkward. Because that's what it was, you know. It's like, especially when Yaz is like, "No, I'm gonna stick around for a while. I'm good with, you know, okay, just me then." Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, it was good to see. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the name of the character, but uh, Chris Noss character returning. A um, little better done this time. Yeah, when you're extending it out for yet another story. I mean, and the funny thing is, when you look at it. He wasn't really. I mean, yeah, they stole the 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 Dalek casing. Robertson. Robertson. That he did. Yeah, Robertson. That they did. They stole that. But at the end of the day, he didn't really do anything wrong. He told them to get rid of the creature, and you know, yeah, they nobody was minding the store. But what the heck, you know, he didn't really do anything wrong apart from flip on humanity at the end. But uh, no, I thought it was quite an entertaining story. Uh, it's just the intermix of the the goodbye elements made it a little slow, I think. And I think, um, Dave, you were saying you had some pacing issues, which I'm sure you'll get to. But I wonder if that has something to do with it. Just if you were to strip out those goodbye elements, you know. Um, oh, and I've completely forgot before I get done with this because we have to introduce somebody else. Um, but I'll explain later. Uh <laughs> Uh, Captain Jack has returned. Um, and uh, yes, that was a bit of fun. The the jail was a bit of fun. Um, the whole 10 months late 
I, I still don't really get why they're pissed off. She's alive. Aren't you happy? I mean, she came back. She's in a time machine. She's trying to, and they, they, they said it themselves. It's like, you can't always control that. It's like, so what? She was in prison. And Yaz is all like, oh, you're 10 months late. How long was, how long was the doctor in prison? Well, I've got a different issue. Uh, well, there, there, there was funny the the marking on that blackboard that we get we got the blackboard in, but she wasn't marking weeks off because I was trying to count them. They were either they looked like eight vertical strokes with two horizontals through it. So I don't know what perhaps it was yeah. supposed to be years or something. So like ten well, months, yeah. twelve months. Uh, so it she was hard because the Jack Captain Jack said I've been trying for so long to get into you know a cell next to you you know and Nine, yeah, for, been there 19 years yeah yeah but i mean was he trying from a different yeah because he's got a vortex manipulator you know but anyway it's all very convoluted but uh, it was a bit all a bit of fun you know the, the different creatures that are being held in prison there and uh yeah i'm sure there's a couple that i missed um but uh yeah there was a couple of interesting things we probably need to talk about if we get around to doing commentaries again like uh there's a lot of inf information at the beginning of, of the episode about, you know, what vault they were taking the Dalek to and it hadn't been opened in a while. And how's your mum? Like, what was I? Something was being put in there because we get a close up shot of the photos in the truck. And I don't think it was uh, like, oh, this guy's about to get killed. Feel for him. No, it was there was something else there. So I don't know if it's a setup for the future or, or what, but yeah, there was obviously something else. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a, a good new year's special. Um, rewatchability is a little lower, but um, I'll still watch it because those Daleks are way cool. And I want one with, especially with that voice mod on it. Oh, that was just, it's that kind of zippy, uh, zippy the Dalek from uh, from Zippy from Rainbow. That that voice, that I can't even do it. But uh, yeah, um, want a Dalek? So I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna hang around for another 10, 15 minutes if that's all right, Dave, and um, then I'll pop off. Absolutely. Do you want to introduce our uh, new? Oh, yes. Now joining us on audio. Is Mr. Darth Skeptical? Hello, Darth. Hello. How are you? Not too bad. Happy New Year. Good. And to you. Big, big question I've got for you, Darth, and welcome. Did you manage to? Be, we're going to be do, doing spoilers, obviously, but did you manage to watch it spoiler-free? Did you manage to get all the way to the first of January and not know what the story was going to be about and who was in it? Or Besides the fact we tried to spoil it for him. <laughs> Sorry, what are we talking about here? Star Wars, Wonder Woman, or Doctor Who? Doctor Who. Oh yeah, that was easy. That's what we're doing the, the Black Interesting thing on the docket. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Wonder Woman. I mean, well, for we'll talk about Wonder Woman later. Yeah. I mean, for what good it was, yes, I went into it spoiler free. But. Oh, that's really enthusiastic. <laughs> I, I, knew were, I, I knew there were new Daleks that were based off of the 
design from the previous special, but that's all I knew. And then, of course, the title gave Daleks away anyway. So <laughs> that wasn't really spoiled. Yeah, okay. spoiled. I guess. Uh, no, I guess. No, no, no. I guess I have to take that back. Yes, because of the title and because I needed to purchase it by title, I did know that. Yeah. But I did. I did take the the care to buy it on an iPhone in iTunes where the graphic is really small. Ah. So I, I later went back, you know, when I went uh, back to it. Yeah. I mean, obviously the thumbnail, the poster for the thing gave away something kind of big. Uh, and yeah. that was stupid. I thought, what was the point of that? Um, <laughs> but luckily I didn't. Um, just the way that I watched it and the way that I happened to purchase it. And it wasn't really by design, I guess. I mean, that sort of was. I guess I did want the graphic to be really small. But luckily, I did not know that until later. Kind of in the same way that, like, if you went into Mary Poppins Returns, just to bring up something that also was a holiday special of a kind. Um, if you went into Mary Poppins Return and you had never seen the trailer, that movie was a thousand percent better because I went back and watched the trailer after I got home from the theater and that trailer spoiled every single thing about the movie. And I would have said, like many reviewers did, hey, guess what? Everything you need, you get in the trailer. So therefore, there's no point in going to the movie. Um, yeah. and, I, and I kind of think, you know, everything that was any good in this thing. I might have gotten the spoil just by the poster, but I didn't. Luckily, see the poster. Hmm. So, but the name, I mean, the name already kind of, really, we're doing this again. Um, a year later, I mean, I guess I know why, because of the, the contract with the nation estate and all that, but still. Anyway, as spoiler free as right. possible. Okay, just for those people listening later, Mike's still with us, but he, he's uh, self-muted at the moment. He's, uh, he'll pop back in because otherwise we would have gone to him next. But um, if you can, if you're all right, you know, I'll just make a few comments of my own at this point. But before that, yeah. I'll play a second clip in. Already. When you said breakfast meeting, I presumed it would be somewhere that served breakfast. Joe Patterson. Leo Ragazzi, CEO of Ragazzi Technologies. I acquired Leo's company 18 months ago. I see you buying a lot of companies right now. They're calling you the American Mike Ashley. <laughs> There's a lot of value in the market today. Having your political ambitions ruined by that little toxic waste scandal seems to have been a blessing in disguise. That's not That's a very sensitive subject for me. I just wanted to say that I am super psyched about having a, a proper technology secretary at last. I was super psyched too until they told me that my budget was £2.70. <laughs> well, if anybody can make it work, it's you, Joe. Show me why we're here. Leo has something revolutionary to show you. Just a small role play. We all know the problems facing the world today. Trust in our leaders is at an all-time low. Civil unrest is growing. Security budgets are falling. Our police forces are under pressure. 
Well, I, I'm going to sk skip the, the obvious political uh, uh, reflections mm. of this uh, story for the moment. But, um, uh, yeah, and, of course, uh, the, the, the thing that was being referred to then was that this uh, same character, uh, Robertson, uh, played by Chris Noth, um, it was the uh, Ian's... Uh, sorry, Kirsty's fav favourite episode, Arachnids in the UK. Because <laughs> spiders, giant spiders, you can't beat them, can you? So uh, that was the... Oh, well, you came with a uh, stick. <laughs> Very large <laughs> stick, because they were big spiders. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, uh, just, I mean, uh, you made the point uh, early on about how much you love these uh, new uh, Daleks. And I think design-wise, they absolutely look beautiful. And they certainly lend themselves more, I think, to be sort of CGI'd and, uh, and done. And I think absolutely it is the point that um, they are made to look specifically that they're not a man in a suit, they're not a man in a toy. Uh, and also, when you're selling the uh, bottles of bubble bath, you don't have to put as much bubble bath in them. But yeah. the other thing is... That was one of the uh, criticisms I did think about them is when they were showing it off as a um, robot cop replacement, um, which was where that was taken from, I think, was the first thing they had them do was firing water cannons. Now, I don't know about you, but unless they are bigger on the inside, you're not going to get 500 gallons of water inside each of those, which is the minimum I would have thought you need to have an effective uh, water cannon. And I, I like the tear gas ones that they were coming out and the other things. And, um, of course, we realised later that the, um, th the equipment that they've got on board is updated. What I didn't like about the design... Uh, um, and jumping in if uh, jumping if you want to um, the red eyes because I that took me immediately back to um, the ood when the ood went evil they suddenly got the red eye and oh, here we are gets the red eye though I mean it's it's a it's a classic meme I mean I mean a classic thing in in the story all the evil characters oh, get yeah. red glowing eyes I mean everybody. Right. If it's, a, if it's a virus or a, or a, or or a dust cloud or whatever, or they end up with red eyes. Everybody does. Okay. I, I thought I thought they could have gone with a a different color, uh, but that 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 was all. The other criticism I had is that the the staged opening part where we're inside G G C H Q, I think it was. Mm. Uh, where it shows the doctor confronting this new to us uh, style of Dalek. And I'm trying to think, well, are they sort of trying to say this is an adventure we never saw? And, and we're just coming in. But the, with, it wasn't that design, was it? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, that's design. how it remade itself, remember? It remade itself out of scrap and and stuff and. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I remember that, but I, but I thought that was more, you know. Um, um, they intercut this basically the stuff from last year. They did this a recap of that, and then they basically said right after that, they carted the Dalek off, and that's where. But I don't remember it looking like that. I remember in 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 the right. Yeah. I thought that was more, uh, you know, Mad Max, you know, 
Well, it sounds. was, but it's, it, was, it was that shape. It was that shape and... and, and but it was you know. thinner, you're right. It was... But yeah, it was all kind of, you know, uh, scrap metal and, and everything. So they kept right. the shape, but, you know, right. made right. it all... Gave it a nice uh, paint job. Okay, uh, so um, uh, the, yes, the, the the thing I really had about uh, the the Daleks look uh, really sleek, uh, and uh, those little things aside, I didn't like the the way that they were able to teleport themselves uh, across uh, the Earth into their cases. Although um, the the Doctor did explain that in terms of the ultraviolet light when we had the episode previously where. Uh, the different parts of the um, reconnaissance Dalek had been chopped into parts and buried. And you mm. remember we said, you know, buried so nobody could find them two feet yeah. under the soil. And um, we had a little bit of fun with that. Um, yeah. But um, so they have, I suppose, in a way, if you were listening carefully, and I think you you hinted on that before, that if you listen again, there were a lot of things to explain. For instance, the thing about Yaz, uh, that the, when they go visiting Yaz and it's the house, it is a TARDIS. And I'm not sure whether that was supposed to be the, the master's TARDIS that they confiscated, because his always seemed to be a house recently. No, it, was, it was the one they escaped from Gallifrey in. Yeah, it was because they... they they poloined another one, didn't they? Mm -hmm. um, and of course, that explains the trickery at the end where uh, we had a reverse sequence. Uh, we had <laughs> all the Daleks going into the TARDIS. Now, if you remember, we had a, a past episode where one Dalek appeared in space and it started spinning, and thousands of Daleks came out of the one Dalek. Um, yep. uh, and to me, that was a sort of a, a revisionist or a, a bookend to that. So um, yeah. there were some very clever things. And I think um, I think you said it wasn't so good on the second viewing. And I think um, in some ways I agree with you because when I was getting the audio clips today, I I, uh, I set my BBC iPlayer so I can just capture some audio. And I didn't mm. – I, I, I sat around. I was going to watch it through and I thought, oh, go make a cup of tea uh, because I knew that it was 35 minutes in before the action actually got lively. Right. Um, there are other things, criticisms. I'll get a few criticisms out of the way because uh, um, I think, um, like I've done before, I am critical of these Christmas episodes when they first come out and then I usually come around after them when I start to analyse them. But, uh, for instance, when the Doctor was in this prison, it's uh, it came on screen 79 billion light years away. Now, that seems a, a bit too far to me. I mean, that's a galaxy far, far away. If there's anything, the universe is only supposed to be 13.8 billion years old. David. So, yeah. David. It's Doctor Who. <laughs> It's a science, as they say on the other show that I'm late for, it's a science fiction fantasy TV program. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, I, I mean your mileage may, may vary. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I suppose Paddy would say, well, you know, you you, you take your work, uh, your, 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 your lab coats off when you're watching Doctor yeah. Who. And, but oh, yeah. uh, I, I thought that was a little bit extreme. The other thing is as well, when she sends the signal out to get the security Daleks and mm -hmm. their, their spaceships in a nebula, 
it seems to get to Earth the same day. Um, you know, the, no, she said through the vortex, like the time vortex, and she said they'd be they they were they'd be hiding in the time vortex. Right. So they just exited the time vortex at that time because it, it sent the, the 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 signal across space and time. Right. Yeah, that, uh, well, again, that, that, that both proves me wrong and right at the same time. So excellent. <laughs> excellent. It proves um, me wrong in the fact that I didn't catch it, but right in the fact that you do have to watch these things more than once because usually right. the explanation is there, like the fact that they did have a spare TARDIS that they could use, the one that got crumpled up and uh, compacted in on itself. That was presumably the one that was the house that Yaz was in there. And again, why do that silly thing where they come in and there's a sleeping bag on the console room and say, oh, you've been sleeping here. Well, why don't you go and sleep in the West Wing or the East Wing or the Right Wing or the Left Wing? Or the other? You know. Because she's brooding and 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 depressed because the doctor's gone. And apparently she might be in love with her. I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm going to uh, take my leave of you all. Um, um, be nice to Dave. Um, Dave, be nice to the locals. Uh, <laughs> and um, I'll see you guys all next time. Okay. Uh, and I'm just looking. I just, oh, I thought I've just given uh, Darth a, uh, a moderator star. So that if he wants to unmute himself, he should be able to do that. Uh, if don't, he. Don't okay. Do you want something more before you drop off? Or? No, that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did, did love the, the the trickery at the end with the uh, extra TARDIS because it did occur to me as they were going in there. I'm like, that's kind of dangerous having just a TARDIS sitting around on Earth. And then at the end, I'm like, ah, nice way to tidy up that. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed that bit. So, anyway, um, catch you all next episode. Okay. Thanks very much indeed. And, um, I'm sure you'll be listening back to the rest of it like most of our listeners. And let me, just before we find out how our guys are with their audio, let me play in the third clip of this. I keep thinking she was barely in here for a couple of minutes, and yet she coded the entry lock to our DNA, just like on her own TARDIS. Maybe that's because she wanted us to be able to follow her, to find her, because she needed us. I'm going to work it out. I must be able to work it out. Happy New Year, Yaz. When was it New Year? You've been sleeping in here. Maybe. Yaz, you can't keep being here all the time. The doc, you know, she went to do something she knew might kill her. We just got to assume she didn't make it. Why? Why do we have to assume that? Mate, we've been back 10 months. We have to get on with our lives. That's what she told us. That's what she wanted for us. But what if she needs us? How many times has she saved yeah, us? Yeah, face up to it. We don't know how to find her. All right. And there's something else. Graham, show her. Mm -hmm. The doc would really want us to keep an eye on the planet, right? Look, this is leaked online footage of what they're calling a prototype security drone. Apparently, this was taken over a year ago. Just watch. 
and I should just make a comment from um, the Facebook page where we've got a Facebook group there. Uh, Graham Sheridan put, um, uh, the music though was good, uh, using well-known pieces such as uh, Letrimovs, is it? Um, heavy metal and classical music. Oh, and the classical music nerds should recognise it. Um, but um, again, not Murray Gold music, but uh, very atmospheric. Um, Darth, um, do you want to uh, take the floor? I suppose if this thing will allow me to do so. It's been very finicky today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start with just really, it's interesting that you played that one nod to New Year's uh, because otherwise there's no holiday feeling to this thing at all. And I would mm -hmm. say it's sort of anti-New Year's. It's more of a last week of December piece than a first of January piece, um, which is interesting because I think they did a better job last year of capturing this very odd spirit of a New Year's thing because there was sort of rebirth in the relationship between Brian and his father. Um, there was sort of a renewed uh, spirit of adventure at the very end of that piece. And so, it, and there was at the very beginning, at least some kind of science fictional nod to festivities involved with a um, New Year's celebration. Whereas this thing, you know, had, it was just so dark and um, it didn't feel at all like a celebratory piece. Um, it felt like a very ordinary episode, a mid-season episode of Doctor Who that had a lot of predictable sort of logical flaws in it. Um, and that otherwise would be a, a thing that you'd find in the middle of a season that you could just skip over and you could say, well, there were some nice things in it, uh, but otherwise it's sort of a forgettable piece. I think the other thing that broadly is sort of wrong with this thing, and there's not much right, I'm going to be honest, I, I really didn't enjoy it at all. Or much. I mean, there were things that I did, but largely I didn't. Um, it, it's just conceptually, it was a lot of little scenes put together in kind of a hodgepodge way without too much flow between those scenes. And, and I'll tell you, one big example of that to me um, is the discussion that Ryan and the doctor have in the TARDIS as it is for some reason taking exactly four minutes to travel between um, London and Osaka. Why is it not instantaneous? Who knows? I mean, that, that there are other logical problems that we could deal with. But in terms of just being a, a scene that is sort of forced in the middle of other scenes, this is a particular example because somehow, some way, this particular TARDIS crew that's traveling in the TARDIS at this time is comprised of Graham, Roberts, the Doctor, and Ryan. And somehow the Doctor and Ryan are able to make it to a private area in the console room, and they never refer to Graham or Roberts at all. It's as if they don't exist. And then when the TARDIS lands, suddenly they're all bunched up and they leave the TARDIS at the same time. It's, it's like Chibnall just forgets that he's got these other two people in the TARDIS. And it's weird. In the same way that you have already mentioned, um, the um, 
the scene at the very beginning. You know, what is the point of that one guy uh, who has a mother that has some kind mm -hmm. of problem? Why do we see that? Why do we see him die? Is it Dalek related? Is it? I don't know. I'm not sure he dies. I mean, he's he's drunk. Well, incapacitated. Yeah, whatever. What? Well, that's the whole point. We don't know what happens, and we don't know why it yeah. happens, and we don't know who he is. I mean, we don't kind of who he works for, but it's very bizarre. Um, and there are a lot of little scenes like that where you're just sort of going from. One discrete scene, which in the in it, in itself is quite lovely. I mean, I don't think you can take too much fault with the actual dialogue that is happening between the Doctor and Ryan. It's very, it's really quite lovely. Uh, but the fact that nobody overhears it, nobody talks about it, nobody, Graham isn't at all interested in why the Doctor and Ryan are huddled up together. I mean, that that seems so un Graham like, right? And I just, you know, the thing at the end. Uh, you know, is an obvious where Graham is teaching Ryan again to ride a bike. That's an obvious um, reflection on episode one of the Chibnall era, um, and that's great. There's no, th there's no, there's no problem with that as a bookend. It's just sort of there um, in a way that I don't know. It, it, I don't know why it feels for instance, less satisfying than the final scene with, say, Ian and Barbara going all the way back to the first departure, um, where you just have this sort of montage of them going around London after having found their way back home, which is kind of, you know, a book into how we find them in and a child, right? Um, why does that feel more satisfying in some way than this? And I think it's because it's this departure is not really set up. I guess mm -hmm. you could kind of vaguely say it might be. Um, but this notion that, oh, Ryan has to help his friends. I mean, okay, there's a little scene last season that kind of alludes to that, but it's not, it's not very strong, right? I think that the, the, we've got a lovely scene at the end that doesn't have a whole lot of motivation behind it. And that, that makes a it, bookend, it a bookend to yeah, how he was. It's, yeah, it's a bookend and that's not, you know, it's kind of not enough. Mm. You know, if you look at like the departure of Rhodes, I mean, my God, yeah, the difference is night and day. Right. Mm. I mean, there's not a dry eye in the house when that happened. Right. Yeah. Um, and this just doesn't achieve that. And the reason there's not a dry eye in the house is that it, the, the rose thing is kind of set up. The, the fact that there are alternate universes, the fact that there's a torchwood over there, um, you know, all of that stuff has been sprinkled in. And, well, I mean, torchwood itself has been a slow burn during season two, right? Um, and, and so that hall makes a lot more sense. It's a lot more impactful. It feels more inevitable, especially since Davies takes the time to set up the exact circumstances of the departure, how she, you know, is going to slip away into the alternate universe. This isn't like that at all. This is like we go from kind of a moment of triumph for um, Ryan and his granddad in the last episode of the regular season, where they seem to form an effective duo, 
and then suddenly Ryan wants to leave. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the ten month thing really. This is the other thing. This thing is called the revolution of the Daleks, but there's nothing revolutionary here. There are a lot of pieces from Doctor Who that are just picked up wholesale and used again, right? Yeah. The, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, thing of the Daleks taking over humans. I mean, my God, how many times are we going to do that in the first place? Uh, in the second place, how many times are we going to do it in this way? This is exactly the way it was done one year ago. Um, and then there's, you know, the uh, the departure is itself kind of just, again, it's sort of a, um, I feel this sense of duty, and so therefore I am now going to embark upon that duty. It's very sudden, like Nyssa, just to pick one, right? I mean, Nyssa is like, oh, I think I could help out with these people who have leprosy or whatever they've got. Uh, and so now I am going to depart, even though I have expressed absolutely no desire to leave at any point, not only in this serial, but in my entire time aboard the TARDIS. Um, what do you think the significance of his wife appearing to them at the end was? I mean, I, I didn't understand why that was played into their leaving, you know, on the on the hillside with the bike. Oh, no, then, I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that's, that like, isn't that like that? The emotional core that wasn't linked to anything. But isn't that sort of picking up something from Amy's departure? Right? Like, why do we get a sudden reflection back to the childhood Amy? Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it, because that's how we met her. And we wanted to see right. something as we met them. You know? Right. I don't know. Um, but literally you can almost take any component out of this, any little stretch of time, uh, any scenes, and you can sort of find an analog back in the history of Dr. Who. And it's like, well, that's really unsatisfying, you know, that nothing comes together. And what's the revolution? Like the title doesn't make any sense at all. The title is supposed to, the revolution of the dog, I guess is a reference to, you've got these earth made Daleks that have had, um, their, their organic component reconstructed through DNA recombination, uh, and now they're going to take over the Earth. Well, I mean, hasn't that been done? Isn't that sort of what, what wasn't that the end of season one? Weren't those, you know, impure Daleks that were sort of created for, at the cellular mm -hmm. level? Yeah. Didn't we see this exact same way last year? Yes, we did. Didn't we see some sort of Earth Dalek? Uh, combination at the end at the top of season three with Martha and the doctor in New York. Yes, there's no revolution here. And then at the, at the end of the day, the revolution is exterminated, right? The revolution yeah. doesn't happen. Uh, very unsatisfying, I think, because the, the title doesn't the, the revolution was so brief, it might as well have not happened, I think. And then on top of it, you've got just all these enormous logic flaws. Not only the, you know, four-minute travel from one point on Earth to another point on Earth without changing the time zone. But then you've also got, um, what in the world? The Doctor materializing the TARDIS on top of Tower Bridge in the midst of a Dalek fleet that passed right by them and yet never noticed the TARDIS. Really? I mean, fine if there were a perception filter, if they flipped the, you know, whatever the hell that thing's called that Troughton did in 
whatever that was back in the day where you turned the TARDIS invisible, then that I might have bought. But nope, none of that happened. It's just straight up TARDIS right on top of Tower Bridge, right in the path of all those Daleks. And they in no way stopped. They in no way recognized the shape of their, uh, you know, greatest enemies, uh, time capsule, nothing, nothing. It's kind of just like the beast below where, um, you know, nobody <laughs> does a full scan of anything. And he's a beast uh, below, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there is a lot of beast below level logical error in this thing. But I, you know, the, one of the biggest things that really annoys me about this thing is the very start where they try to do the Star Wars thing, you know, a long time ago, whatever. Mm. That that intro from Star Wars, and I'm like, in no way, in no way is this like the holiday Star Wars that we've just been treated to. And if you don't know what it is, run, do not walk to the Mandalorian, and hopefully you won't have been spoiled. But, I mean, it's just, to even try to grab onto that at all immediately put me off about this episode. Oh, and then the other thing, too. You know, I, I look for Doctor Who to be allegorical, not right on the nose about things. And I have to say it made me as American, and I, I am going to get a little political here. And I know that this was written beforehand and it had to be probably filmed and already in post-production when the real life event happened. But that whole thing of a politician ordering, you know, tear gas and hoses on ordinary people who were merely protesting that had all the ring of, you know, the Battle of Lafayette Park. Uh, and I just did not need to be reminded of like, to me, that the was new training, year... Though. It was training, wasn't it? I, I, oh, training, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, then, but, then, you hear, but then you hear, you know, the, the Trump stand-in. That's what Robert's uh, is. Yeah. You hear him saying, no, nah, we could have done it anyway. It wouldn't have mattered. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there was, I, that, uh, that really not set me off a little bit. It really made me not enjoy this. And even though I know that it was probably predictive at the time that it was written, there's no way that they could have not thought this is a little now too close to home. And maybe we should think about not doing it or something. But I don't know. I just I really did not. I look for Dr. Hugh to sort of escape from things and not to necessarily be that close to home. And especially in a holiday celebration, a New Year's celebration that gave me no New Year's feel to it at all, to not only not have that, but to drag me back into last year, which I don't need right now. I don't know. I mean, there might there might come a point, you know, five, ten years from now when I look back at this thing, and I'm not so raw about that. Yeah. But for right mm -hmm. now, we got a hard enough time getting the new guy formally elected and in office this week. To have to go back and see, you know, the old, basically a stand-in for the old guy do it. I don't know. I mean, if this had been on another planet, right, and that had happened, I would have been fine, right? But for it to be on Earth and to be also, you know, in what's mm -hmm. the kind of the almost the second closest country to the United States in terms of whatever. Yeah. I, I just. Well, it was it no. was filmed. Uh, I mean, we were talking. Uh, I was talking before oh, yeah. they started recording. It was they, they did film this before the lockdown, so it was, was right. filmed very early in yeah. the year. 
So it's been in yeah. the can for a while. Uh, but you, it's definitely the other thing is, uh, and I, I want to introduce a couple of people that have joined us in the room live in a oh. moment. Uh, thank you for their uh, patience. Um, th- when you said it wasn't really holly, I think this really might well have worked. Like we had the the two part, uh, you know, the end of days one, whatever it was. I think this could have been actually a Christmas. It was at seventy minutes long. It could have easily been a two parter, and it could have been Christmas Day and New Year's Day, uh, because the pacing. Uh, it wasn't just the fact that they were quite. I mean, you can have vast action and then quiet contemplative sure. moments but to me it no sooner got ahead of steam but then it, it sort of stopped in its tracks and um i'm not saying it was i mean i li- like the one with captain jack and yaz uh having a little chat but anyway yeah. we've, we've got some jedi justice joined us and we've got gail joined us uh willis girl uh, so i'm going to uh, uh unmute jedi justice first gail because uh He's been waiting some time, and then we'll go to you. But in between, I'll play a, a further clip. So let me just uh, welcome and greet Jedi Justice. Hi. Is your audio okay? You ready to talk? All right, I'm going to mute you. Okay, and we'll go to Gail. Hi, Gail. Oh, did Gail just drop off then? Oh, I don't know whether that was my... uh, I hope I didn't click the wrong thing there. I was unmuting her. Oh, well, apologies for that. Now I'm going to play a fourth clip in, just in case uh, I... I don't think I hit the wrong button there, but we'll uh, give her a moment to come back in and I'll play clip number four. There's just something I I, I need to share on this project. Um, when I first started working on that casing, I, I broke it down into the tiniest components. I, I made it my mission to, to understand everything about it. Yes, and you did a great job. These machines are going to change the world. I'm not talking about the machines. I, I'm talking about what was inside the original artifact. There's nothing inside, Leo. It was a burnt-out shell. Oh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This granular investigation I've been doing, I, I found something more. Organic remnants inside the machine. Tiny cellular traces scattered across the casing. Where are you going with this, Leo? Well, it, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just show you. Look. Just here, see? I took the cellular traces and I and I cloned them, grew them. Okay, and um, one, one thing I would uh, add to what you say, Darth, is that um, uh, one of the things that put me off slightly, as I mentioned, uh, the, this 79 billion light years away where the, uh, the prison was, but um, th- to me that was not logical, but I understand why they had it in because it uh, it gave us a chance to see you know the silent and the uh, weeping angel and Kyle would have l- loved to see the is it a pating that little creature that um, uh, eats all the metal uh, in there but it didn't make sense for me because the doctor had her own cell and then the exercise 
emblem came on the wall. Then she walked down this corridor with nobody else there. She followed the corridor, followed the links, and then she stepped through a gate and she was in a grid of cells. And all the grid of cells, there were no corridors between them. So, it, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, it was a vast array of cells, but the cell where they went to exercise was no bigger than the cell she just left. Uh, it was basically, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you're 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 right. It doesn't make a lot. I mean, you could say that she's in solitary and they're not. I guess if you wanted to be charitable yeah. about that, but it, it they're still taking extraordinary care to make sure that she is preserved. You know, making sure that she does exercise every day, making sure that she has exactly the right amount of nutrition, even if it's not, you know, great. Um, yeah, it's clearly they are making her like a special prisoner. Right. Oh, I did see one Christmas yeah. reference. You said there's no Christmas. It looks as though she's having a Christmas pudding every day. <laughs> oh, so right. A little thing. Just look like a little yeah. mini Christmas pudding for one. Uh, they should have stuck some holly on it. That would have been really a nice little uh, Easter egg. But yes, I didn't. Uh, I thought that was strange how they did it. I mean, it oh. was a nice nod um, uh, when she sees the silence. Oh, I've forgotten you were here. I mean, that was a nice yeah. in joke. I mean, yeah, there, yeah, there are lo lovely lines in this thing to be sure, but to me, they are very disjointed and they don't form. It's basically basically the plot is lots of good bits. Yeah, there's lots of good bits. Mm -hmm. I like the bit where mm -hmm. uh, Captain Jack used his squareness gun, and he was so upset yeah. when Yaz didn't ask him about his squareness gun. <laughs> it's Sonic. Yeah. It's Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was so there's upset. There's comedy, but it's not it's not that great. And then the other thing you, you remind me because you played that little clip, but you didn't quite get to the point. I think it's right at the end of that clip. And that is, it's it's a an episode that largely is anti-science, right? It shows scientists as being stupid and creating more harm than good at a time where we really need to believe that scientists are good and that you should take the damn vaccine, right? Right. I mean, in real life. And I, yeah, I'm I just. Uh, but, but again, this is a function of it having been written and produced. Before, as you say, the COVID lockdown came in place. And I think that if we were, if it had been written, let's say in, I don't know, April, and then produced in uh, June or July like they normally are, I don't think you would have gotten anything like this. I really don't. Um, but it's one of those things where you've done it, you filmed it, it made sense at the time, and let's go on because um, we've already got it. But if, if I had been with the BBC, I, I don't know. I would have maybe thought, let's make this a lost episode and build up a lot of mythos around it and just go on with our lives rather than showing this thing, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, it looks like Gail's come back. So I just want Good. to unmute now because I, I, I want to make sure that I, I didn't inadvertently knock her off the show. So let me. Hi, Willis girl. Gail. Can you hear me? Did you disappear for some reason? I didn't knock you off, did I? We can hear you. Are you not hearing us? Let me put something in text. In fact, let me play a clip while I uh, communicate with uh, Gail via uh, text. 
Captain Jack Harkness. Old staff are rescuing. Hold your friends, if you ever need help, I'd be there. <laughs> wow. Nice upgrade in here. Where's my room? You don't have a room. You've never had a room. I had a suite with its own cocktail lounge. They gave you my message about the lone Cyberman. You didn't give it to Siberium. It's a long story. What? I fixed it. Eventually. Just about. Sort of. Why were you in prison in the first place? Evading the Jadoon. Twice at once. And once I was in, they took 7,000 other offenses into consideration. They stopped at seven? I was in prison for being me. Right at the point when I wasn't sure what that meant. Oh, it's been a tough few decades. You're okay now, yeah? I guess we'll find out. Wakey, wakey. Hey! Nice nap. Thanks for waiting. I think that was almost a reference to the Pandorica when the doctor they tried to lock the doctor up in the Pandoricum. Okay, uh, let's see if Gail can hear us. Gail, are you able to speak? Um, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? We can hear you. We heard you before. Yes. Did you not hear us answering oh. back? Uh, yes, I could hear you a bit. Had to work out yep. my phone. You're, you're coming through fine. Okay. Um, the thing is, I, I don't think I'd be any help today because I completely fell asleep watching the episode. And the only reason <laughs> I'm listening to you guys right now live is to piece together what happened on the episode before I watch it again because it, it just knocked me out. I, I, I couldn't stay up. Ah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe the back was way around to doing it, listening to us talking about it and watching because um, we've had um, uh, it, it. It's getting a little bit of a, a Marmite uh, review so far from uh, uh, the people who have talked. Uh, there are certainly some good parts about it, um, but to me, uh, let's put it this way: if this using a Doctor Who reference, if this was a souffle. It's slightly raw in places, <laughs> uh, but, there's some very, but there's some very nicely uh, things. Uh, it was lovely to see. Um, well, again, uh, I don't know what I can say now, but I, I do urge you to go and see it uh, um, and, and, and get uh, up to speed on it before you perhaps listen. Um, do you want to say anything more on audio before perhaps you just listen on and then decide whether it's too spoilerish for you? Um, no, 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 no. It's not, not too, too spoilerish at all for me. I'm a Doctor Who fan. Of course, I'm going to watch it again, but I just want to figure out what the heck I was watching. Because it, it knocked me out. I, I never watched an episode where I, I literally fell asleep. Oh, there must have been a subliminal message in it there, saying, you know, you had too <laughs> much, too much, you had too much uh, food over the holidays, and you need to, Gail, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, let me uh, let me play you another clip, and then we'll go. I don't know whether Mike's. Uh, still listening uh, rather than speaking but um then we'll we'll go on so i'll play i've only got two more clips i didn't 
get clips to end. It's far too long to try and uh, cover it in any real sense. The whole idea of these clips is to just give people a sense of it. And one of the things I have commented on and, and uh, have been made in the Facebook group, girl, is the, um, the, the the impact of the music it's had on this. It's not Murray Gold. It's not underlining and scoring things, but it definitely had quite an impact when I was watching it. Anyway, here's a short clip under a minute. Being with a doctor, you don't get to choose when it stops. Whether you leave her or she leaves you. Felt cruel. To be shown something I couldn't have anymore. Felt like um, I'd rather not have known. I'd rather not have met her because having met her and then being without her, that's worse. How'd you deal with that? How many people in the universe get to meet the doctor, let alone travel with her? We're the lucky one, Chaz. Enjoy the journey while you're on it. Because the joy Okay, and I should just say, uh, since uh, um, I have put the wiki link into the page, um, of course, um, we do know now that um, two of the companions, um, uh, Graham and Ryan, uh, leave towards the end of it, and that was not handled particularly brilliantly. Presumably, that's simply because it had to be rewritten, as we, we believe that... Um, 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 Oh, what's his name? T Toes in Cole, never remember his name, has got a, another gig to go to. Um, but this uh, this was directed by Wayne Yip, and I'm not sure whether Wayne Yip has actually directed any other episodes. I should have prepped and looked up for that before. Um, we've got, uh, of course, written by Chris Chibnall, the showrunner, script editor for Ona McAllister, um, we had another nice little thing, by the way, that uh, they did in this. Um, they had uh, a news night presented towards the end, and that lady is actually, um, I'm not sure whether, uh, um, what's her name, Carol is it, uh, but that lady does is a, a, a real newscaster, and that's something that they always tend to do here in the UK, although I know they've had an occasional American actress pretend to be on a, a fictional uh, American channel, but um, there's been a number of uh, British newsreaders that have uh, made uh, cameo appearances on it. And it gives, I think, a little bit of an authenticity towards the story um, uh, it uh, does well. We've already said that it lasted um, uh, 70... Oh, what have I done? What have I done? There we are. Um, let me just go back to that. Uh, I said I said the wrong director there, and the reason why I did that is because we'd referenced Revolution, uh, the uh, previous episode that uh, Darth referenced, and I had that page open when I mentioned the uh, um, the director. So let me correct myself now by saying the director was Lee Haven Jones. Um, but it was still script actor Fiona McAllister, produced by Alex Mercer, uh, and of course still written by Chris Chibnall. Um, I'm going to assume that uh, Mike will come on if he needs to. Um, 
well, this girl is listening. So, Darth, any any more thoughts on on the story line? Because if you haven't, I'm going to go and actually go on to our final clip. As I know that you mentioned you've had some slight audio. Oh, oh Darth saying he may have to reconnect with his audio. So I'm going to play the final clip and then I'll speak uh, my summary of the story. And then we'll see if uh, that audio comes back for Darth. Uh, so I'll just play the final clip. I'm not who I thought I was, Ryan. What I always knew to be the story of my life isn't true. I wasn't born on Gallifrey. Where I'm from, all the lives I've lived, some of that has been hidden from me and I don't even know how much. Seriously? And how do you feel about that? Mostly... angry. While I was locked away, all I kept thinking was... If I'm not who I thought I was, then who am I? You're the doctor. Same as before, same as always. Right. Same doctor, same Ryan. Nothing's changed. No, no, I didn't say that, did I? Okay, and um, uh, I think some of the situation there was uh, uh, with the uh, moderator. Mike, um, do you want to come on very briefly on audio? Because we, we, we may well be closing out very soon. Sure, I'll come on audio and uh, mention a few things that I haven't heard mentioned about this episode. Um the title of this episode, I figured out a way that a way that it makes sense. So, revolution of the Daleks. We're thinking of the wrong def definition of like a political revolution, but I think in some of those shots when the Daleks were going inside the fake out TARDIS, I think they spun around in place. So, yes, there was a revolution of the Daleks. Yes, they spun around. There you go. It makes sense now. Yes, yes. There you go. Revolution the Daleks. Um, some other things that I've got in my notes here that I wanted to point out. This is something else. So 20, we, we went on to one topic uh, that, you know, really this episode shows its age of being filmed, written, produced in 2019. And then all of 2020 happened and, you know, certain things happened. Uh, here's something that I wish could have been dropped from the episode because it added nothing. And it really took me out of the episode remembering who was being referenced. So it's towards the, the start of the episode, the doctor's still in the prison. She's telling herself the bed, the bedtime story. What does she tell? What, what story is she, is she, oh, is she yeah, starting I know. to, to, I know, to I know, tell sir. herself? I know, sir. I know, sir. I know, sir. I know, the sir. answer? Private lady. It was Harry Potter. Yeah, that should have been dropped from the episode entirely. Because oh. when this episode was written, we didn't know how much of an kind of an awful person J.K. Rowling turned out to be. Uh, Turf, T-E-R-F, look it up on the Urban Dictionary. So, I mean, when, when this people close to her knew, but, but it wasn't public knowledge. And that added nothing to the episode. Just drop it from the episode. Because can you really expect me to believe that a gender-fluid character would be a fan of J.K. Rowling post-2019? No. Never. So just... And then there was the knocking at the wall that added nothing. Maybe that was Captain Jack doing knocking at the wall. I don't know. But uh, other things in the episode here. 
the cop Daleks. That was it was I like that I like the I like the redesign. We've mentioned we've touched on a lot of the stuff that I have in my notes, like where did they store the water and the tear gas and all of that. Uh, that Leo character must have been a real genius to be able to clone a, a, an entire alien that he'd never seen before. <laughs> and then that led to that 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 Dalek cloning itself over and over again and uh yeah, and uh, the I, I put I, I mentioned, mentioned this in, in chat earlier, but one of the most believable things in this episode was that no one noticed that in the Dalek, the, the Daleks in that one, the the drones, I guess I should say, in that one factory, the water guns had been replaced by death rays. No one noticed that there was incompetence there, so that was actually completely believable. <laughs> Good on you, Chris Chebnall. You wrote well, people well, convincingly. I- I had to say about that when 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 they show inside and there's this button and he's uh, and he says that button's the sort of remote button. I was thinking that that button might be switched from being ineffectual weapons to the real weapons, you know, as though Could have been. Uh, stealth like a stealth mode on it. Uh, and, and did anybody else think the the Matrix when they saw that tall tower of those sort of battery cell things growing? You know where they were being hydroponically reproduced. I thought I thought it, it reminded me of the Matrix. Anyway, sorry, gone. You've got the floor, Mike. Um, some other things here. I, I I like Captain Jack in this episode. It was it was he was well he was well played. Although a lot of what he was doing, what a lot of what he was saying was. Again, Chris Chibnall's whole thing of, hey, remember the Russell T. Russell T. Davies era? That was good, wasn't it? Let's remember that. You know, ignore the Moffat era, for better or for worse. We're gonna, and to its defense, I think the 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 silence was the has, is the first time uh, Chibnall has ever directly referenced the Moffat era, like dialogue or whatever. Really majorly focused on something from the from the Moffat era. But uh, yeah, it's to the point where Jack was quoting lines from the Russell T Davies era and name dropping characters. Hey, remember Rose? And and then when he said Rose, I suddenly had it took a moment to remember that episode was 15 years ago, like what? 14 or 15 years ago. P- Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. That was like 14 or 15 years ago. That episode was broadcast. There are kids watching this that were not alive. When that episode was originally broadcast, wow! Yes. I'll check that now, blimey. Two thousand five, two thousand six. That was when Bad Wolf. That was when series one aired, and when Bad Wolf: Parting of the Ways aired originally, and what? and all of that. Ha- all of that that re- that Captain Jack was describing happened was like fourteen or fifteen years ago. One of the two. Yeah. Two thousand and five, Parting of the Ways. Bad Wolf. Yeah. I guess so fifteen to sixteen. Yeah, coming yeah. up on 15, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. 15 years. Has, hasn't it been 14 wow, years since, I mean, hasn't it been, sorry, 12 or 13 years since Jack was even in Doctor Who? Yeah, as a char- as a recurring character, yeah. Uh, even even not as a recurring character, just his last guest appearance was 2008. No, it was in last year. He warned them about the Cyberman, didn't he? The long oh, Cyberman. Yeah, 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 but before 2020. It's still yeah. two, it's still twelve years since he was in it. So why would anybody know him? Yeah. Yes, they, they had to lots of reminders in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, on, on, for that, yeah, I'll I'll grant that just because of how much time you know has passed since since then, whole different audience, etc. Um, uh, other things in my notes here, and that I think something that that I mentioned here in chat is 
the character just Chris Chibnall has not been able to do character development to the point where the, 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 the and I guess that is why their departure had such little impact where there hadn't been much character growth with Graham or Ryan and to the point where them saying, Hey, we're going to leave both of them. It's like, eh, okay, bye. I mean, I like Graham as a character. Ryan, I don't really care about, but Graham, eh, okay. I'm going to miss you, but whatever. Bye. Well, I think, I think Graham <laughs> um, had, leave on the basis that uh, you know uh, being a relative it, you know he feels yeah. responsible for him so it makes yeah. sense for character not to want to leave but to feel as well if the young guy can't handle it anymore i've got to, i you know uh, is my responsibility i've got to go with him i think that could have been more shown reluctantly um uh, but they had to go together as a pair i think uh, and i don't know what the the reason the actor, I mean, I know the young actor got uh, another gig, as it were. Uh, and of course, um, by the way, in the Christmas uh, top 10 list, um, the actor plays Graham. He Two of his shows were in the top 10 shows for Christmas uh, ratings. Um, the, the Chase, of course, and Doctor Who. This quiz show that he... Yeah, Bradley, Bradley uh, Walsh. Bradley, Bradley Walsh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, something else I wanted to mention here. And, and so it, it, this version of the Doctor being being imprisoned, you compare it to the Capaldi version of the Doctor that was imprisoned in that, that dial device from Heaven Sent. That Doctor yeah. spent billions of years punching his way out. And this Doctor was just moping around saying, hey, camera 40, 38, hey, morning camera 39. Did not even yeah. forming a plan. Thirty years. That's yeah, it wasn't the Shawshank Redemption, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly not. Um, um, before, you just just in case you step into something that I'm I'm a little bit concerned about, can I just uh, ask Darth? Uh, Darth, did you watch all the way to the end and see the announcement that was shown at the end of the episode? Because we were debating at the beginning whether to mention about it. Oh no, I didn't. D does okay. it? Would you rather us not mention it? Uh, I, I mean, I can give you more clues if you want. You can just. It's a I casting. Mean, it's... A casting. It's a casting thing. You know, a little bit like the War Doctor was introduced and introducing oh. the War Doctor. It's yeah. not. Introducing a doctor, but it's in, introducing a casting thing. I yeah, mean, it's going to be so into its own post-credit yeah. thing there. Oh, really? yeah. It's going to be so long since it until the next episode of Doctor Who. I mean, I'll probably forget. So go ahead, Mike. You, yeah, you were going to mention it. Yeah, my my offhand comment was. Someone at the management of Doctor Who has very little faith in two actresses carrying the show. They have no faith that two actresses can carry Doctor Who because not because I'll just say it's another male. It's, a, it's another actor being brought in. I won't say a name. I'm not going to say names or of the actor or the character because both have been announced. But it's another male. It's another guy coming into as a, as a as a companion. Why can we can we at least have a few episodes with just the Doctor and Yaz and not bring well, someone I, else I, in I, immediately? I won't add his name, but the person is a comedian. And he's got an accent that no American will understand at all. 
So mm. I think they might be doing that deliberately. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think Gail, I don't think you'll be able to understand this guy when he talks. You may have seen him on Gray and Norton show. He's a, a, a British comic. And that's about as specific as I, as I want to get here, since that was yeah. not that was just sort of its own individual announcement. Um, but overall, this episode, I mean, it, it, this was an OK episode. It was average. It was mediocre. There was nothing amazingly outstanding about it. There was nothing amazingly disappointing about it. It was just eh, and it's, just, it's another episode of Doctor Who. If it had episode, if it was, as Darth was saying, if it was part of a series, you know, that's that's OK. But this is, you know, given you know everything that's happening that leaves this as its as its lone episode until who knows when uh it's 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 just it's kind of like you know i've been waiting for doctor who and then it's just a whatever episode marmite mediocre average episode um it, there were some good moments like the, the the visual effects of all the of the Daleks swarming around, but just as Darth pointed out, I noticed the same thing of immediately cutting from the doctor saying that the Daleks can't know that she's involved to parking on the top of the tower bridge with Daleks swarming around, expecting none of them to notice. And also <laughs> other comment that here is uh so we know that the doctor's TARDIS is sentient, right? That this goes back to the doctor's wife. I bet the Doctor's TARDIS loved watching the Doctor murder, straight up murder, another TARDIS. Dude, that's cool. You murdered it to kill Daleks. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Just, I had that running in the back of my head when I saw that was like, oh, that's cool, Doctor. You just murdered another TARDIS. Way to go. I mean, sure, you did it to wipe out Daleks, but, you know, still. Um, and there are so many TARDISes in play at this point. Well, yes. I, I mean, uh, I mean, at least it, it's one of these that I think uh, a lot of things that that, that may have seen uh, just dropped in. There were little hints, but you had to. I mean, like when Yaz is talking very rapidly at the end about how, how that TARDIS, the Doctor had uh, made it respond to their DNA so that it could get in it and things like that. They were there, but you, you virtually had to have a notebook while you were watching it to get them all in the one point. So I think, although I didn't particularly enjoy it, it looked lavish. Uh, there was an awful lot to recommend it. I think it was originally written as a two-parter, um, even though there weren't a lot of recaps. But I do feel as though um, I, I might get more from this on subsequent viewings. So uh, well, let's go. I'm going to go one more little thing to point out. This is just kind of a, a thing that, that bugs me because following on from the timeless children, whatever happened to those other survivors that traveled back in the TARDIS with Graham and the other, and the companions? I wonder where they are. What happened to them? Yeah. There's no mention of them at all. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but that they just disappear into society, but still it's like, yeah. this is like 10 months later and they're gone. They're okay. Whatever. They're gone. So it's yeah, okay. a little nitpick on my part, but you know, overall it was an okay episode. Eh, I didn't really enjoy it, but you know, I'm sure there are people who did. And there's, oh, yes, it's, um, it's, an, it's an okay episode. It's an okay episode. Uh, uh, Resident Alien, Mark, uh, Mark Goodacre, uh, was, uh, thought it was uh, one of the best episodes he'd watched. So there are fans of it. And uh, Graham Sheridan uh, commented w well on the music, but um, uh, 
Gail, I'm just going to go to Darth in a minute, but any any comments you want to make uh, as we draw to a conclusion today? Are you looking forward to it even more now than you were before? Have we have we excited you at all? Or are you thinking, oh, it's a bit of a mixed response? And I'm yeah, not I'll hearing... definitely uh, no. we'll be watching more. Doesn't right. put off my um, fandom of the show. Is your sister a big fan? I never asked whether your sister was a big fan of Doctor Who. Um, actually, yeah. Well, not, not as big a fan as you're I forced, am, though. You're forced. You're forced. Remember when I started buying all the action figures, the scarves, et cetera, et cetera, in the comic books? Oh, right. We would watch it when you would babysit me, so. Yeah. We have a date on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> what? You do a date with Captain Jack? Oh, dear. <laughs> Okay then, uh, Darth, uh, do you want to give us your final thoughts, and then we'll we'll wrap up. I think. I mean, I I, I want this to end. I want the New Year's Day thing to end because it just what is there to celebrate, especially like in America, because it's not New Year's Day in America unless you want to watch it with a ton of commercials on BBC uh. America. It it really is. It's literally the second to most time zones actually yeah. every time zone because it's midnight hawaiian so that's everywhere right. second um but beyond that this the, if you do a new year's special at least try to make it fit with the holiday but it's a really hard fit to make because it means you've got to kind of do a happy ending which is not what you always want to do necessarily and i also think you know I, th I think this will be this will go down as an interesting case study it, not because the story is great or anything like that but i think this will be one of the more studied episodes from a behind the scenes perspective you know once we get five ten years out um because of the peculiarities of the situation in which the world finds itself right now and you know how i, I am interested to know it if you know Chibnall will ever go on record as somehow regretting this or understanding that this missed its moment or that the moment that had not been prepared for to twist a line around from Doctor Who because it couldn't be prepared for um and you know at the very least I, I think it would be interesting if he sort of admitted at some point that like um what he was trying to do was what he thought was fiction and he couldn't imagine that you'd have a situation where the leader of a country was going to put tear gas onto its own people and so therefore he thought he was in the realm of fantasy and then when it turned out to be real he couldn't back away from what he had said you know I, i'm just interested in the 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 sort of um resolve between reality and predictive fiction um, and I don't think we're going to find out about that for several years. It'll never make this episode good. There are too many plot holes. There are too many, you know, God, God knows. Just the whole notion of her calling other Daleks to come and finish off these Daleks. Please. That is so stupid. 
it really is. It, it makes no sense because it, at any point, you know, that has been the essential struggle of Daleks since Dalek, basically. Since in, in the BBC Wales era of Doctor Who, the genetic purity of whatever Dalek you happen to look at is um, the thing of, you know, crucial importance in that episode, more or less. And so to, and not only that, but the involvement of humans with them, you know, whether you're talking about in World War II and the Churchillian uh, Daleks, or you're talking about, you know, the, the one, the 51st century Daleks, or you're talking about the, God, whatever the hell happened with the Daleks in the Matt Smith era, I don't even know. Um, but all that, it's always been about this, this question of purity. Um, and I don't, I don't think that this did anything to help resolve that. It just made it one group yeah. against another group and there you go and it's you know always fighting that same war from scaro except now you don't have the college anymore you've only got you know i mean you don't have the um what am i thinking of is that right the college the uh the peaceful oh, the people yeah, the two races yeah right right you don't have them you don't have your peaceniks to worry about anymore but you still have essentially a struggle is that all it is i i don't know daleks are just I mean, I understand the, the contractual obligation behind the scenes to use them, but I don't know. Not very good. Then the other thing that I think will be interesting from a behind-the-scenes perspective to study about this in the future is the casting decisions. Like, I wonder if, you know, Bradley Walsh and, um, good Lord, I've totally forgotten his name that plays Ryan. Um, I, I wonder if, they were, especially the guy who plays Ryan, if Tozen. he really, Tozen, Tozen. yeah, if he would make the same decision now, like, did did the part materialize that he was going for? I don't know if it did. Did that whole project get canceled because of COVID? I don't uh, know. And I, and I wonder if he looks back on it and he thinks to himself, um... Yeah, I'd really like to have that job that I just gave away for this other job that maybe disappeared. You know, and I, I wonder, I wonder too, if Bradley Walsh thought, I wonder if Bradley Walsh had even a choice in the matter. Interesting, because well, maybe Brad, you're right. Maybe Chibnall Walsh thought he had to go. He has a lot of irons in the fire, Bradley Walsh. He, he sings. He's got yeah. his quick show. He's got a show with yeah. his uh, with his uh, his son called Breaking Dad. Which is quite funny okay. if you ever that. All right. I mean, if he's got stuff going, then that's one thing. But I don't think the same is true of Tosin. No. I think I think he was just going off to this one thing. Sixty first so Street. Know. It's called. So I don't know. I mean, and, and and you know, it's an interesting period because I don't know how long the the post production lasted. Like how how much of the post was done in the COVID era. I know. You know, actual production was not done in COVID, but right. it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to know how much of this production was influenced by COVID, how people might change their minds about decisions that they made. Um, I, I think that there's a fascinating story to tell here. I don't know what it is. But my, my gut reaction is this is from a behind the scenes perspective, 
maybe one of the more interesting episodes of Doctor Who that was made. Right. There's some talk here uh, about whether this will revive Torchwood again, of course, with Captain Jack, you know, still looking at obviously we know he, he he's dyed his hair black for for this particular case as he's let himself go naturally gray um but he seemed to you know uh, i still don't know what happened with the with, with the two other characters where they, they they're given the psychic paper i mean that looked a bit of a half-hearted attempt at having some sort of um Spin off with them, and I, I couldn't see that working at all. I think that was yeah, just really um, sort of possible. Why did they future, our audio so, future? Yeah, maybe, but again, there's another one. Why did they both get psychic paper? Why didn't one of them get a sonic screwdriver? I mean, yeah, I mean, again, it's one of these things where you're like, why, what, what is going on with this? What is the logic behind anything going on in this episode? It, it, yeah, it was a it was a little bit sort of uh, what we got on the shelf. We can give them, you know. Um, but yeah. they the, anyway. I, and I, I, think, and I, th- I think too. Sorry, one other thing. I think too we haven't yeah. talked about, it, but I think Chris North, you know, who is sort of the American connection in oh. this uh, yeah. episode, right? Like somebody needs to bring that guy in. I mean, I understand that he's doing a send up of Trump, but I do think he was over the top. I think he was more over the top than he was the last time around and i don't know i mean it's a draw i'm sure that there's some people who will you know i'm sure that there's a crossover audience between um um why did i just forget the name of that show with uh sarah jessica barker um where he's mr big oh yeah he may play mr big didn't he yes sex and city i'm i know that there is a Venn diagram between Sex and the City watchers and Doctor Who. I know there is. And so, you know, great. Let's, if that helps a little bit on BBC America, fine, whatever. Um, but, you know, he's clearly capable of subtler action. I, th- I thought he was really good in some of the quiet moments, like with the prime minister to be or whatever i thought he's really good there but like when he's on his own sometimes with the doctor it was like really over the top and i'm like come on um so whatever i think i think that there's not just logical problems in the episode not just you know uh some questionable decisions on maybe the, the part of the actors but just there is some straight up bad acting in this thing as well uh, I'm just looking here. It looks as though his next project is uh, in the Equalizer. Oh yeah, I'm sure he'd be fine. You know, I don't know whether he's playing the main character, but uh, this is uh, yeah, Equalizer. Oh, main. It just says main role, but it doesn't, it doesn't say whether it's the lead role. Anyway, uh, thanks very much, Dar. Thank you, Mike. Thank. Gail, thank you for uh, Kirsty who was with us earlier and of course um, we didn't get proper audio from Jedi Justice. I, I think it was just uh, breaking up for him then. Well, uh, I'm going to wrap it up for today, everyone. Um, again, I'm not sure how we're going to get to any commentaries. We've uh, been a little bit delayed. Ian has been pulling double duties. You can catch him on... Um, I've done it again. I'm Kirsty has been doing double duties on the 20 megabyte podcast, which is uh, where uh, 
he's uh, where he was, where she scooted off to. <laughs> we'll be back for episode 376 on Sunday, February the 7th of 2021. Thanks ever so much for listening, and uh, I'm going to just play as on the outro. Thanks everybody for contributing and do watch the episode. Uh, Gail is uh, going to watch it straight after this and um, pay apt attention to it. You may even need the subtitles on because there's an awful lot of uh, dialogue that explains some of the things that are happening on screen. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And remember, we do have the Facebook Cultum Club. And with that, I'm going to play us with the outro. Thank <laughs> you.